Hello, welcome, Cami Mitch and Taimu. How are you doing? You look really lovely today. This is three. I'm in my pajamas, Jacob. And you're sexy in your pajamas, Scott. It's it's a nice change. I usually record these naked, to be perfectly honest with you. I know. Just just so just so that wonderful listeners don't know we're watching each other and we mm. aren't. We are, we can't see each other. This, this is the sole reason um, we don't release this in a video format. The sole reason. That that and... Um, we'll and see. Uh, and we, we'll we did actually... Like you guys. Yeah, we did, yeah we, we did actually, um, you know, screen test in front of a focus group, but they everyone all, they said... All start, they they, they, they all said they, they hate us all the most. They haven't stopped <laughs> screaming yet. Well, what, they just kept screaming. Did. Anyway, this is Three Failed Pilots, the show Uh, where three nerds who you don't get to see the faces of, so you don't have to worry about it, Um, we will pitch ideas. Oh my god, you're really putting me off this one. (laughs) We have no experience, knowledge, know-how, anything of working in the media industry. However, we decide that our opinions are more valid, and so we tell the professionals how we think they should do their jobs. I am Jacob, your master of ceremonies, your hostess with the mostest, and I've just recovered from a severe bout of depression after the last episode. So, now, here I am, with my two beautiful co-hosts, who I am not planning to murder later. First up... That's good. Yeah, first up is Glenn. Glenn, the lovely Glenn, how are you doing? Um, smashing. I'm also recovering from last episode because if you remember correctly, it was me that was the victim. So, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's back on the list. <laughs> anyway, the point I was making was hello and slash or Wecklum on this podcast. Every episode alongside one of the three of us. Ending up um, severely depressed. Every episode, <laughs> we will take some deep dive into some bullshit corner of nerd culture. We'll pick some game, some TV series, some film, some franchise to kind of get knuckle deep into and um, ruin. I really don't like the imagery <laughs> yeah. of getting knuckle deep with a franchise. Right, you try to see you've never double fisted the Big Mac. <laughs> you were against all the fingering talk oh come on it's not (laughs) god anyway I've just just brought down the moral standing of this show significantly the the point is we we pick something we set some rules that don't matter and then we tell everyone else what we think should happen with it because like Jacob says we have no knowledge, no experience, no how. So, you forgot over part to of the... it, Harry. No, no, I, d- I didn't. We have no how. No, no, you forgot part of the, what, what we do here. We do, do that, we do, yeah. and then a few weeks later, Jacob takes one of those ideas and does another pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Sorry, underlining Rody's name on the list. <laughs> well, yeah, that's at the end of the episode, you're going to have to plug Pars out of an underline. <laughs> with an underline. So, 
Pass after an underline, also known as Rody. <laughs> do, do you think like Jacob was like looking through like the list of things that he, the, things that he's like that he's done that other people haven't, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I should start a Twitch. The time this is, he's gonna have his own Twitch channel. <laughs> See the thing <laughs> Sorry, is, Jacob. J- Jacob's Jacob's sitting with his wee list right now, but like I bet it's just like Father No for Long's list for, for Father Ted, you know where he makes. Tony makes an enemy of him and goes, that's it, Tony, I'm putting you on my list of enemies. And then he turns it around and goes, only joking, it says I really like Tony. <laughs> oh, that, that, that would be a very Jacob thing that's to do. That's peak Jacob. In the best way. That's yeah. peak Jacob. Anyway, on with the screeching contest. Ah! <laughs> uh, Sadly, we are not pitching the Father Ted revival this week. Soon. Because I would, I would absolutely flatten that episode, it would be great. But Rody, tell us what we are pitching. So we're doing, so we did the uh, blind pitches uh, a while back, a few weeks ago. Um, oh yeah, that's right, we're an improv podcast now. Yeah, we are, yeah. And it was uh, it was pretty well received. Uh, I liked it. Seemed to like it. It was um, one of my favourites to record. Yeah, um, probably Jacob's best pitch as well, so that makes sense why it was his favourite to record. Thank um, you. And I mean that as a genuine compliment. Oy, I'm not no, it was, it was really good. I dig this time. Which is um, why we were yeah. so disappointed with your antics last oh, episode. Oh my god. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, we know what order these episodes are going to end now because this one we should put this one out first <laughs> and then people then go like, if you want to find out what we're talking about listen next time can we do that no. anyway sorry um, well right. we would have to do some serious time manipulation since the podcast yeah. is happening right now that's true yeah good point um, yeah so uh, this week we're just going to do what is the biggest brand in the world right now superheroes yeah so you're just going to do buying superhero, we're just going to do buying superhero movie pitches. So you get a superhero or a supervillain, and you pitch a movie based on them. We didn't put this in stone as a rule, but I think we should try and avoid ones that have had movies recently. Or that, that makes are, like, sense. Active in the MCU, so let's not do Batman, or like, let's not do another Captain America. If you want to do something that's maybe had a movie a few years ago, but isn't active in the MCU anymore, that's fine. Or, like, you know, something like that, that's fine. But let's try and avoid that. Um, Jacob, are you okay with that as well? Absolutely fine. So, just for the audience at home, are we going to be giving other people superhero IDs and we're picking? Yes, so we will give give each other one. We'll give one each and then the person that's pitching gets to choose between the two. And we'll also, in case they don't know who the character is or don't know much about them, we'll give a quick explanation of who they are as well. Okay? Sounds lovely. Um, Who... Jacob, do you want to go first this week? Do you know what? Go on. Okay. So, uh, for mine, I'm going to give you a character that I'm pretty sure you will know. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to go. Like, what? Hands in the air. If anyone could go obscure this week, it's me. Right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to do that because I don't feel like it's it's fair to do that. Um, <laughs> I had an idea, but I mean. Originally, I was going to give you Green Lantern, but I feel like since I've done a Green Lantern pitch, that's probably not a good idea now. <laughs> no offence, and I'm, I'm serious when I say that. Also, um, I know pish about Green Lantern. Yes, I'm going to give you someone else. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a pretty big. It's actually going to be a team, which I think I think that's okay, isn't it? If they're if they're tied together. Yeah, oh, yeah. that'll do. Yeah. Um, big comic book. That's the first family of Superman Marvel. Fantastic Four. Okay. I think most people know who the Fantastic Four are, but they are, you know, 
they're a family, but they're not all related. I mean, some of them are, but they're not all. And, you know, they go into space and get pills. Although, again, to explain the Fantastic Four's audience. Yeah, so, yeah. You, I'll give you the Fantastic Four. If you can try and fit it within the MCU, that'd be ideal. And no have. doubt, any pitch I do end up doing is going to be better than fan stick. That would not be difficult. And what um, is what is wonderful, Glenn? But it, it will not be as good as uh, Josh Trank's like fan that we never got to see. It is the greatest movie of all time. Oh, if only he could allowed to make the movie he wanted to make, we would oh, have God, gotten the only. greatest movie. Yeah. Then again, the Snyder Cup was an improvement. Didn't think it was amazing, but it was an improvement. Okay. Barry, what are you going to give Jacob? I'm going to give Jacob something that's a, a wee bit more obscure. In fairness, than the Fantastic Four. But it's something that I think, Jacob, you, there's a decent chance you might have heard of. And if you haven't, I think there's still something here that you could totally make a great modern interpretation of. I am giving you one of the OG superheroes, Doc Savage, Man of Bronze. So, Doc Savage, Man of Bronze. It was a bit like a cross between a proto-Batman and a proto-Superman. Like, he was dead strong and he was wealthy. Um, and he was like a really skilled surgeon um, and he had a, this suntan so they called him Man of Bronze and all of his cars and planes and helicopters and uh, dirigible airships were all bronze coloured and mm-hmm. the overwhelming thing I remember from the Doc Savage Man of Bronze film was that he get bit by a snake with this amazing horrible green poison effect and it didn't mm-hmm. do anything to him uh, because he was made of bronze or something <laughs> yeah Okay, um, do I have a few minutes to think? Yeah, yeah, of course. You do. I mean, yeah. I mean, wh- which one do you want to do first of all? Have you thought about that? I haven't thought about that yet. I'm a bit unsure. You know what? You can go away, have a think about it. All You've right. got. We're gonna give you a bit more time, to at least, to look up. Because I imagine you would have to look up Doc Savage. Because I'd be honest, I know the name and I know enough about him, but I would have to look up myself. So if yeah, we'll give you. We'll go with four minutes, okay? Starting okay. from... Oh, it's about to turn... It's about to turn whatever time it is right now. Um, but going from now, Jacob, you have four minutes. Go. Right. Oh, no, genuinely, I, I was going to give him Green Lantern, and then I thought, wait, no, he'll just do my pitch. He'll just, he'll just do your pitch, eh? <laughs> see, but I, while I, he's, I, see, while he's away, let's not talk about him. Let's just say nice things about him. No, right? absolutely, because he's smashing yeah. it. He deserves to hear while he's editing this that he's got a great, big, lovely, bushy beard. Oh, uh, yeah, and he, he is one of the, the nicest people I know. Oh, he's, uh, he's excellent. Truly, truly wonderful. Well, this is going up, I'm probably at his wedding. Maybe, yeah, his he's yeah, wedding might be r- right now. So he's, he's, he's probably getting married as we speak. So, uh, I, so I, I mean, yeah, I'm, so... I'm still waiting for him to propose to me, but we will do the wedding quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jacob, if, you, like, if you're listening to this while you're editing it, uh, congratulations and good luck. Uh Although, to be fair, if we don't do an episode that week, Jacob's a bit busy to edit, you know. <laughs> so there, there might be a gap peeve at some point, guys. And call, this is call, me call, it a, call it a mid-season break. We'll go for that yeah. bullshit. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, Doc Savage was a deep cut, man. You, I may have to Google the one you give me if it's going to be that. that. <laughs> oh. it, it might be, but, but I, I think you might have heard of the one I've got for you just because okay. you can made a bit less, but maybe you don't because uh, honestly, I just got up like a list of superheroes here. And, okay, and, and picked, picked a couple that I'd heard of, but I thought haven't been done recently. But the, but the reason I get drawn to Doc Savage, like I say, is because I remember watching it as a film, and I was very. It was young. a film in the seventies, I believe. 
I've never seen it, and it's, it's I, I no, dare say... You know like, what, man? You could have told me it was made in the 40s, and I would have believed you, because like, yeah. I don't think that's just the setting. I think it was just a, like, poorly, a poorly made film. Well, it, it, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> it wasn't like a comic book in the fifth sense. It was in, like, it was in like, what, magazines. Like, it was Aye, like, it was like, like a pulp. magazine, I'm sure. Um, Aye. And I'm pretty sure it was during like, the 30s and 40s, so it was, maybe uh, with the setting... I got kind of an Indiana Jones feel looking at it because I don't remember it very well, and I, I well, dare that, say it's not something the, I've read much. Aye, that, that's the impression I got when I watched it. Was it was yeah. Indiana Jones, but with kind of proto supermany powers. Like you know, I yeah. think he could, he could run really quick, and he wasn't affected by temperature or poison and that. You know. Yeah. No, like um, as I say, it's not as I say, it's not one that I would be over knowledgeable about. Knowledgeable about. Um, and I'm the big comic book geek here. That being uh, said, I bought my well, first comic in a while last month, right? Oh, cool. And before Jake goes back, I just want to talk about this. Right. I bought Heroes in Crisis. All right. And the idea of it sounds so cool. It's like a hero like crisis centre. Right. Just for heroes that have seen traumatic things to try and deal with it. Because which will happen. And there's like a kill oh, there. Right. It was fucking garbage. I threw it against the wall in anger. Really? It was so bad. Oh, and... I, I don't like throwing things, man. And I, I was fuming about it. It was so bad. Really, really just awful. Like, um, And you know, the worst of it is, the guy that wrote it um, served in the military and was well, seen the effects of PTSD and stuff. So right. he has no excuse for writing it so bad. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, Jacob. What have I walked in on? Talking about comp- yeah, you can find out when you, when you edit it. You find it when you edit it, aye. Oh, good. Hello. Hello so, Jacob, and welcome. So, against my better judgment, I'm going with Doc Savage, the Man of Rome. Oh yes. Ooh, okay. See, this this, this is really judgment. cool, man, because like you, you might not know much about him, but I feel like his premise is so like the, the premise of him is a bit kind of basic. So I feel like you've basically got a big blank bronze slate. Yes. To do a cool modern interpretation. So, so Jacob, see when you you you're giving me mine, just remember I gave you an easy one. Um, so give me something that I actually like to talk about. <laughs> no offense, Harry. No, 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 no. Yeah, you will not like what I've got. For, no, you might. I don't know. Anyway, Jacob, let's see the pitch. Okay, so to put a bit of a bit behind it, I mm-hmm. have been listening because I'm not going to read the book, but I recently listened to a four-hour-long review. Of the book Empress Teresa. Has anyone heard of that book? No. It no. is counted as one of the worst books ever written in existence. <laughs> okay. And when I was reading about Doc Savage as a character, I instantly started thinking of Empress Teresa. Because Doc Savage is literally a near superhero who has a photographic memory a master yep. of disguise, a physician, mm-hmm. a scientist, an adventurer, detective, inventor, explorer, researcher. Oh, he's got it all going on. He's like Sherlock Holmes with his brain. He's got Tarzan's dexterity. Craig Kennedy, who I don't know who she, who he is, the scientific education. Abraham Lincoln's goodliness. Basically, Jesus. This guy is Jesus. So I am going to pitch this as a... No, I mean, uh, Scotty Waters, Jesus, sorry. So this is using the book Empress Teresa. Now, if you are listening and you're thinking, what the fuck is Empress Teresa? Pause. Go to YouTube. There is a quick video called Down the Rabbit Hole, Empress Teresa. Read, listen to that because it is a can of 
fucking worms. But just, just go on to down the rabbit hole and just watch all of his videos. Oh yeah, that as well. But the Empress Teresa yeah. one specifically. No. In a nutshell, Empress Teresa is the ultimate Mary Sue character who's amazing at everything and everyone loves them. Okay? Okay. So, this... so nice to know that our fans care so much about me that they, they, don't, they made the character. <laughs> Are you telling me you're thank, a 19-year-old you, American girl? Thank you. Well, I mean, if, that, if that's how the people of Indonesia want to interpret me, then who am I to tell them they're wrong? Okay, well, <laughs> this is called <laughs> The Man of Bronze Meets the Empress of Darkness. Ooh. Okay. This is a sequel to the book Empress Teresa. So this is set in the Teresaverse. <laughs> where Empress Teresa, who is loved by all, despite the fact all she has done is destroy the world. Long story short, at the end of the book, there are constant explosions going on in the North Pole. There's no longer any wind. There is also a constant rain. And it's also constantly summer all the time. But apparently, she has saved the world by doing this. So, the only person in all of the world who thinks there is something up here is Doc Savage. The man of bronze. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed, chiseled face, rippled abs, covered in oil, always beautiful man. He thinks there's something up with this Empress Teresa. There's something strange about this girl who's literally destroyed the world. But for some reason, everyone loves her. So, first things first, he checks up on the internet, reads up about what happens, and finds out about the weird alien who went inside her and made her a superhero this is in the book by, by the way just in case you didn't know oh, okay <laughs> and thinks you know there's something weird about the alien so he travels to paris where empress Teresa is vacationing and looking at the mona lisa because she does that in the middle of saving the world and confronts her face to face empress Teresa, <laughs> i know there is something up she turns to him Eyes suddenly read, My name is Hal. But for extra context, Hal is the name of the alien thing that climbed inside her and took over her body. I genuinely oh, thought yeah, yeah, we're we crossing over with, with, with Space um, Odyssey. Space Odyssey, yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, um, that's where the author of Empress Teresa got the name for the alien thing from. No way. Yes, yeah, way. the red eyes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously, this is how bad Here's the book a... is. Here's a fun bonus fact. Do you know where they got the name How from for Space Odyssey? IBM. Yeah, it's one letter over each time for IBM. Yeah. But, so, he finds out Doc Savage with his rippling abs and his sexy physique. Oh, look at him. He's a beautiful man. I just want to want to touch his chest. He, he realises that the alien has taken control of this girl and is using alien powers to make everyone think that Empress Teresa is the best person in the world. And the only person who sees different is Doc Savage because he's so mm, he's so beautiful. So he tears off his shirt and charges forward at the alien, <laughs> rippling with his abs. And Empress Teresa's like, I will destroy you. And there, a huge battle is engaged. Where, in the middle of this battle, a portal opens and they both get sucked into the portal and they're taken to the fucking moon. Yes, they're fighting on the moon. They keep fighting on the moon. And then 
Empress Teresa is joined by other aliens. All of them are called Hal. And there's a huge <laughs> fucking battle on the moon where Doc Savage is battling. But just before it ends, just before Doc Savage is beaten down by all the Hal's, he's on the floor, his knees, his chest is all oiled and his arms are outstretched in the cross pose because he knows he's about to die. All of a sudden, he gets a, noise, a sound on his thing where everyone on Earth has been freed from Hal's influence and are sending over the army to take control and kill Empress Teresa. And what they do is they fire a nuclear bomb at the moon and blow up the fucking moon. They fucking blow up the moon. Fuck yeah. They and blow up the fucking moon. They blow up the fucking moon. And wow, Doc Savage is on the radio. Anytime I hear anyone mention the moon now, all I can think of is that Dr. Eggman video. I'm pissing yes. on the moon! Well, they, look at they, the, moon. the humans are blowing up the moon, and Doc Savage is on the radio because <laughs> the how Empress Teresa's going crazy. They all know they're all about to die, and Doc Savage is on the radio. It's like, just do it. Just do it. My rippled abs can't survive any longer. Oh, they're so oily. Just do it. There's a huge explosion. The moon is gone. All the people look up to the sky and they realize Empress Teresa was a bitch. And the world is saved. There's no longer explosions in the North Pole. Everything is good. But then they realize so sad that Doc Savage is dead. The world will never again see his beautiful coiffed blonde hair, his rippled abs. Those oily, oily abs you just want to touch. And then, just before the credits start rolling, the radio bursts into life. And two words come through. Savage calling. (gasps) End of the film. Um, Okay. How did you like it first? Aye. Aye, that's cool. I mean, this, um, in many ways, was never going to be as bad as the... Existing Doc Savage Man of Bronze film. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, me neither. You know, you know what? Like, it's one of those ones to to watch and totally enjoy just how much you fuck up your character it is. Yeah. Like you say, he's just like b- before like, the new what made superheroes interesting. He just went, oh yeah, this this guy just can't be touched. He's just too good. Yeah, that, that's what I well, got from reading. He might it. as well be made of actual bronze. <laughs> like all so, the pictures I saw of him is literally him, blonde hair, blue eye, shirt open, rippled abs that yep. for some reason always oily and no one explains why he it's looks so wet and oily constantly. Aye. So but but that, but that sounds quite interesting, like especially with this uh Empress Teresa twist, which is wild by the sounds of things. But honestly I'm I'm just not sure I can I can greenlight any pitch that blows up the fucking moon. It blow up the fucking moon. You know, badly <laughs> blew up the fucking moon. I can't believe it. Firstly, did surgery on a grape, and then they blew up the fucking moon. <laughs> um, so, like, this, this, you know, you know what I would like unless if this came out. This would totally be moon. like a, like this. Apart from blowing up the fucking moon, this would totally be a a palate cleanser to all the things I don't actually like about superhero films and specifically the, the MCU and cinematic universes right now. This would you can totally just watch be, This would be totally a standalone silly thing that wouldn't win any awards. You know, it wouldn't win any Oscars, but it probably wouldn't win any Razzies either. 
you know, and this this Empress Teresa is <coughs> as bad as you say she is. The book is um, honestly trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so, I, I so didn't I want something is... that could be taken seriously. I just wanted something. Oh, aye. But um, this is to- this is totally the kind of thing that would get like a cult following. Like if they would, oh, yeah. you know, go like, oh my god, have you seen Doc Savage versus Empress <laughs> Teresa? And people would be like, I've heard it's passion. They'll go, as you need to see it. <laughs> yeah. And um, totally become a wee cult film, just a fun, stupid. Superhero film with aliens and blowing up the fucking moon and Doc Savage. So I only have one question to ask you. Go on. At any point in the film, does Doc Savage, Man of Bronze, get into a big bronze dirigible airship? Yeah, he does it when he travels to Paris. Green light. Thank. You. See, I was hoping he would take his airship to the moon, but oh well. Oh, he gets transported uh... in a portal to the moon. <coughs> and fucking blow up the moon. Yes. You need to have a, a scene like in the in the actual Doc Savage film where he gets bitten by a snake with horrible green special effects to indicate poison that doesn't affect him because he's made of bronze. <laughs> Guys, I've just looked up um, Empress Teresa on Google, right? And the first review is clearly written by a friend of the author. Yeah, yeah it's I know. It's the only five-star review. Also, there's 68 ratings, so I'm going to go review it later. To fit nice. To yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good to <coughs> Yeah, um... But yeah, yeah, it's quite a way a friend of the author who's like, oh, these people are just attacking her and then on the anyway, or, or it is the author, which is also anyway. I think it is the um, author genuinely. I'm gonna go read that field review later. Um, Please yeah. do. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm not gonna read the book, but I'm gonna read the review. Um, you know what? You took something that was kind of of its time, and obviously what back then because you know the world needed a hero in those dark times. And you kind of went, yeah, but if you actually look at it for what it is, it wasn't very good. And it was a good deconstruction in that sense, while still basically going, yeah, it's nonsense, though. Um, oh, yeah, it is nonsense. Oh, it's so, so nonsense. <laughs> at first, I was kind of like, eh, and then when I was thinking about it, I was like, no, this isn't good, and he knows it's not good, and that's the idea. Um, and there's not really much else I can say apart from that, Jacob. I think I've got to greenlight it on that basis, because it was You're just a really good deconstruction. No, I just think I just think the idea of like this thing was um, of its time, and I'm not saying I'm not saying you couldn't make a good Doc, Doc Savage movie or TV show. You probably could, like with him traveling the world and whatever. And I think there is a TV show in the works actually, if I'm right in thinking. No way. Um, but I think you took the idea of it and deconstructed it in an interesting way. It would not be a good film, but it would be as Harry said, one of those things that we'd go look back on and we go. You know what? For what it was, it was te- it had an interesting. It was telling an interesting. It was an interesting idea, and he used a bad movie as a platform to send a message about how both of these things are awful. So yeah, green light. Oh. Gonna green light it. Oh. See, this is where we make it up to Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Um, Depression cured. Um. And if the Doc Savage writer who uh, wrote that who wrote that story um, is bothered by Jacob stealing their idea, please remember that Three Failed Pilots <laughs> Omitted does not support his plagiarism, and it's him you want to sue, not us. Build so, me up just to knock me down. Yep. Um, Harry, do you want to go next? I can go next, eh? Yeah. So, Jacob, do you want to give him yours first, and then I'll give him mine? So... I've been playing around with a few of them. I've been playing around. 
Okay. And uh-huh. oof. Only two heroes come to mind. One of them I'm going to give to Rhodey, and the other one I'm going to give to you. But genuinely, uh-huh. I don't know which one to give you. So I'm going to figuratively put one in each hand. Left and right. <sighs> Tell me which one to pick, left hand or right hand. Can I, can I pick this one? No, it's Glenn. No, 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 no I've got to pick this one. Um, I'm going to do the, the opposite of the, the Peaky Blinders and pick your big left hand. Matarita lad. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what, what was the right hand, Jacob? Uh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> of course it was. Can't believe I'm the one that's been nice this week. I'm usually the one that's the most brutal. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give you a character that you will know, Harry. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did think about Blade, then I was like, well, I did the Blade pitch before, and like, I, I feel like. As much as I would try not to, I would probably like subconsciously compare it to what I did, which isn't fair, like yeah, okay, at yeah. all. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, so I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, and then I thought Morbius, but I thought no, that Jared Leto movie's coming out, and yeah, I, I don't want Harry to even have to think of Jared Leto because I know how he feels about him. Um, so I was looking through. I was thinking like, who could they give Harry that would be interesting? Um, and in terms of one that. I think you'll know, but you probably don't know as much about as you as you know the well. You probably don't know as much about it as like I would. That's an interesting character. Aye. Would be Martian Manhunter. Okay. Are you aware of Martian Manhunter? No. Okay. He like... I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you a bit of it, and if not, I'll change it. I'll change someone else. He looks so like Martian a green Manhunter. professor, Professor Fantastic. He doesn't. He does, because he, he has uh, a neck that goes whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm trying to explain who he is, and you're making it harder for Harry. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> doesn't. He's a, he's a, he basically, he's a Martian from, what, from the planet Mars, believe it or not, who lives on Earth. Yeah. Um, and he's a green Martian, and he's the last of his kind, because the white Martian's their enemy of, like, basically wiping out the extinction. His only weakness is fire. His power's comparable to Superman. So he's like... But he can like phase through walls. He's got the super strength. He can. Um, he, he's got telekinetic abilities. So he can. Well, not telekinetic. Telepathic abilities. He can read minds and stuff and etc. Um, and he can. Uh, he can also like kind of stretch his limbs and stuff. Wait, can he? Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Why am I forgetting that? Um, and he's also a private detective by day. Um, but. Because you don't know who he is, I did have a backup mind, so don't worry. Um, because you don't know who that character is, I'm going to give you one that I'm, I think you'll know, okay? But tell me again if you don't. I want to give you one that you'll know, right? I, I want to be fair. And I don't, I don't want to give you one that you're not going to be aware of, and that's how I, I delay for time while I think of someone. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to give you. Hmm. Who could I give you that would work? Uh. Hmm. Are you aware of Static? The guy with the cartoon. Yes. Aye. Like the first, like kind of like. Big African, well, not first big African-American hero, but one of the bigger ones, um, who has, like, magnetic powers, and, like, his, his backstory is tied to, like, gang violence and stuff, and it's a really interesting character, actually. Uh, Are you aware of him? Aye. Uh, okay. 
how would you feel about that one? Aye, I could, I could probably yeah. whip. So I don't, I don't want to give you one that you've never heard of. I, don't, I, I wouldn't feel fair doing that. Uh, see, I had Martian Manhunter on my head, and uh, but if you don't know who that is, I'm going to give you someone you'll know. And I guess you can go with Static. Go, cool, aye. But obviously you might choose Jacobs, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and as I said, Static, to give you a bit of his backstory, to be fair to you, he's, um, his backstory is that like he's... He's there when there's like a big gang fight and the police use this experimental with tear gas that gives a lot of people superpowers and that's why a lot of his his villains are at street level but he's the one that's trying to fix it all and it talks about it deals with a lot of social issues and stuff um, and it was a it was a part of Milestone comics which were designed to bring a more diversity in comics and like represent you know people that are underrepresented so there was like there was a lot of gay characters in Static and obviously the main protagonist was black. Um, and it dealt with a lot of social issues, so it's something I think you could quite enjoy. But okay, yeah. um, so your choices are either Matty or Lad or Static. Uh, I'm gonna time you in from in a minute. Sorry, we waffled a bit to get there. I just, I just wanted to be fair. No, right? that's fine. Eh? And I had Fantastic Four, and then I was trying to think of another one, and for some reason I was drawing a blank, and I'm like, who would Harry know? Um, which is bad for me because I should really know these characters, and I do, but it's hard when you're on the spot. Uh, and I thought you would know Martian Manhunter to be fair. From now, Harry, you've got four minutes. On you go. Okay, cheer it. Yeah, I thought he would know Martian Manhunter. I'll never feel bad, so I have to try and find someone. <laughs> and I, was like, I was waffling there. Like, uh... Oh, yeah, static. That work. Well, I mean, as I said, the only thing I know about Martian Manhunter is, is he Martian Manhunter is that he's a Martian, a Manhunter, he's green, and has uh, stretchy powers. That's all I know. He actually has more. His powers are more based on like telepathy and stuff. That's his main thing. So where do you get the stretchy uh... from? I was like, does he stretch? I, don't he, I, Well, I mean, I remember him stretching in video games, and that's my exposure yeah, to Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. In, in Justice? Yeah, he, he does. Um, so, like, in terms of, like, his powerful ability, his powerful ability, he has super strength, um, he can fly, uh, he can, like, phase through things, he has enhanced Martian senses, he can, you know, take things... Uh, his weakness is fire, which there's also some debate about whether or not fire's actually a weakness or if it's just pyrophobia. Like, it's just a fear of fire because, like, a great fire killed his people. There's some debate about whether or not he's actually okay. a fire. Um, yeah, he can. He's intangible and he can, like, move. I mean, yeah, I'd say one of my weaknesses lungs. is fire. I'd definitely say one of my weaknesses is fire. I mean, you burn me to death and <clears throat> I'll, I'll die. Yeah, there is... I, I think it's more interesting when it's not a weakness. It's more of a a phobia. I think that makes the character more interesting, personally. Like, um... Because it's this, like, deep-seated idea of, like, fire ended my people. There's a fire. Ah, scary. Ah, spooky-wooky. Um, you may have, t- have to edit down a bit of my waffling because I was really trying to get to something. And I was when you're on the spot, you're like... <laughs> and now I'm thinking, I'm like, I could have gave him, like... I could have gave him the... Oh, he's done the flash before, so I couldn't have done the flash, but I could have gave him, like... I don't know. Um, could I give him Green Lantern? But I feel like that's a lot of to dive into. I could have gave him like Deathstroke or something. Or I'm sure it would like have been. Villain. Oh, but I think I think Static's a good choice, and there is actually a Static movie coming out. I've just realised. Both animated and live action. Can't wait. I only really know Static Shock from yeah. Static Shock. There's Static comics came back recently, and you know, like. <sighs> I don't really agree with the new direction 
Well, I do and I don't. Because Static's always dealt with social issues, but instead of being, like, a gang fight... Because the idea was originally, like, you know, he was at a gang fight because he was getting bullied and stuff. I can't remember if that's the exact story in the comics. But he was a kid who was getting, like, pulled into this stuff rather than being, like, a bad kid. Mm-hmm. And this one, he was at a Black Lives Matter rally, which, like, yeah, of course, absolutely, Black Lives Matter, all for it. But, like, my point to that is, like, if all his villains are, like, the criminals from these gangs... How how does he have villains if it was my Black Lives Do you know what I mean? Unless oh. you're saying, which is like, I, I don't oh, know what I feel. Yeah, I don't I, think I, that's a... I don't think that's a good way to go with it, personally. I, I see what you mean. If if the villains are... Oh. That, that, yeah. could, be, that could be a bit... Like, yeah. I get that you could do, like, social villains that are maybe going a bit too far in what they want in that kind of magneto sense. That could be a really interesting direction to take it. Um... Probably something I would do with the character personally. Um, like the thing about Static was it, it it was never afraid to like show his flaws as well because there was like a, a bit his best friend in the comics, uh, Rich is gay, and you kind of see that Virgil being raised in like a Christian household and stuff. Yeah, he's got like his own inherent homophobia that he has to get over, and he does work and get over it. And I feel like. Yeah, okay, you shouldn't want to write a homophobic character, but right now the story of someone get becoming a better person, uh, and that's a flawed hero, I think that's a good good way to go about it. Bring Harry back now. I just think Matarita Lad's funny. Yeah, but Matarita Lad's also from the 31st century, which you forgot. Which I, you didn't I, even know, actually. No, I didn't. I just I just know he's a guy who eats things and is funny. Uh, and I'm back in the room. Oh, welcome which, home. Which one are you going for, Harry? I am um, going for Static. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. So, give us your pitch. Cool. So, in this Static film, he's going to start off, you know, unsuper. It's part of the knowledge he's just of story. Fudgel. Yep, that's probably his name. Yeah, then Virgil Hawkins. Thank you. <laughs> didn't yeah. didn't come up in the in the research. Uh, didn't come up. Shit. It's a bad start. Okay. Well, it, it, I mean, who uses anyone's real name these days? Uh, am I right, Roddy? That is my real name. Aye, but came up. I mean, I mean, you, you 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 would have been a better example. Well, I, exactly. So <laughs> think, think about it. Think about it. Right, go, go ahead. The, the point, the point uh, I'm making is, right. So you you see Virgil, you know, he maybe he gets off the school bus and it's a bad part of town, and you follow him as he walks through the neighbourhood because maybe he lives quite far from the bus stop. And on the way, you know, he's getting shouted at by other people, and you can see the state of things. Those houses with boarded up windows, and it's just a a place that doesn't have a lot of support, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. And he gets home. And instead of opening the door to find a loving and welcoming family, come saying just his maw is just ready to shout at him and call him uh-huh. stupid for failing these classes and all the phone calls that she's been getting for these teachers. And she's going, you know, if you don't sort this out, I'm kicking you. Listen, in fact, why should I wait to kick you? Get, get, get my sight. You're a failure. You're listening. You're lot and you're horrible. And so, uh-huh. so he's like, ah, fuck this. I'm, I was going to say I'm going to Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be I'm, impressive. 
in 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 this film, uh, Mo is uh, is Pal, not uh, a tavern owner. So you see him walk back through the neighbourhood, and he goes to Mo's, and you know he, he tells him a wee bit about what's happened. Uh-huh. And he's like, ah, that's that's rough, man. But I just have a wee smoke, crash here tonight, and go back to the morning. He goes, ah, that's what we do. So just when he's been here, no very long, there's a there's a knock on the door. A cop knock, you know, the police knock that you maybe demonstrate <laughs> in in burst to polis. And obviously, only mentioning it because it's important to the character's background and where he's from and all this. Virgil uh-huh. and Mo are black, are African American. Yeah. Two cops. Are white as the snow in the bin. So they come in, they start pushing them around, they start telling them what to do in their own home and all that. One of them drops a, a wee bag and goes, Oh, what's this we found in your apartment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, come on, you planted Latin. Like, nah, no one's going to believe you, kind of thing. So they start writing them up. Goes to put them both in the cuffs and as they're dragging them away. The kind of neighbours in this apartment block. You know, they all see this, they can hear this happening through the thin walls and they all come out to confront them and to push them back and to try and grapple them free. Uh And in the the commotion, one of them holds up this, it's like pepper spray, but in like a a black and green can, maybe like a green Uh and blue can, you know, something looks like quite dangerous. He's holding us up to go and get back or use it, get back or use it. The other one's like, oh, come on, I don't know if we should go. And he goes, no, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. So there's a big grammy, somebody hits him, somebody bumps into him and he releases this stuff everywhere. Uh-huh. And the can drops to the ground, maybe it rolls away and you see in the bottom of it, so, you know, ex- experimental, not for use on civilians. Oh, big no. bang mutagen. Yep. Maybe, maybe then the credits can roll. And after that, right, Virgil wakes up in the hospital, handcuffed to the bed despite not doing anything wrong. He wakes up and he panics and he looks at all the machines and you know he starts pulling the wires out of himself. All the machines start going haywire and all nurses start running in to hold him down, but he can't be held down and he bursts his way through. He's like, "Oh, what happened? Where am I?" You know, they, they try and talk him down and tell him they just need to check him uh-huh. over, but he's not for it. Even if he has to go home in his hospital gunny, that's just what he'll do. And it's while he's on his way home, he sees the same cops driving past oh. in their car. And, you know, they, they catch eye contact. Maybe they go to turn around uh-huh. to catch up with him and see what he's doing at the hospital first. He's clearly still in his hospital, you know? <laughs> and then the panic, something happens. Maybe he's, he's got an irregular heartbeat. Maybe you can see into his eyes or something while that happens. And this, this kind of pulse bursts yeah. through him. And all the all the lights go out in the street, all the motors stop, everything stops working. And he just bolts, bolts back to bolts back to Moe's. He tells him about what happened, he goes, Ah, that's really weird, eh? And uh, this begins what I like to call the uh, the Spider Man part of the film. <laughs> Where, you know, he, he realizes something's happened to him. He's started to get Can I just sidebar for a second there, Harry? Okay. I- think that's totally fine to say because 
in a lot of ways, I can always felt what static was like milestones and Spider Man as a character. Okay, cool. And you know, obviously, Aye. Milestone Comics was created because there wasn't a lot of diversity in comics back then, and that's where it came Aye. from. So I, th- I think that's actually make, that actually makes sense. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yo, I, because when I say the Spider Man part of the film, what I mean is it's just him, you know, discovering he's got powers. Like Sam Raimi's first Spider Man movie. Aye, exactly. And and figuring out what he's going to do with him, and you know, maybe yeah. he even has the similar scene where he draws up the the outfits, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he gets in a, a silly outfit and he goes, nah, I'm not going to be all this, I'm just going to be like a hoodie and jeans. And Moe's like, yeah, that's for the best. <laughs> and he goes out with this, not looking for trouble, but, you know, if anything should happen. And he starts to take on the, the street thugs, you know, he disperses gang fights and people that are past it in the street, he tries to make sure they're safe and he tries to get them to someone that will take care of them because he doesn't have the trust in the hospital system or in the police system. Yep. So it, it tries to be, uh, you know, the, the friendly local, the friendly neighbourhood static man. Yep. But he realises that the reason his neighbourhood isn't it's a shitty neglected, isn't it because of the people that are living in it. You know, there's other people, people with bigger wallets, people that live far away that are purposefully... Mm-hmm of holding things from them. And the kicker for this is when he goes, maybe you've seen him go into it earlier in the film, maybe there's, you know, like a corner shop or a, or a deli or something that he goes into a lot. Uh-huh. And the guy that owns it's been turfed out. Oh, bastards. He's, he's been kicked out by a bunch of guys in suits saying that he wasn't paying the rent. They're like, ah, oh, but you put my rent up, you know, you doubled it in the last five years and... He said, well, yeah, it's a developing neighbourhood. He's like, yeah, well, you're the ones developing it. And he realises that these are the, the real reasons that his neighbourhood's a shitty. Obviously, you know, there's, there's dealers and there's criminals and there's, there's pimps abusing people and all that, but if they had better resources themselves, they could do much better. Um. This is when he starts to put together a plan. He starts to put together a bit of a team. It's going to be him and Mo and Dave and Ro, 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 Ro. No, we can't do that. We we can't do a we can't do a still game the Finterton sketch in this, can we? In fact, yes, we can. Yes, we can. It's it's absolutely him and Mo and Dave and Ro. Uh, Dave maybe is the the deli owner. Who's one of those old sly guys that even though never had a formal education is just dead naturally clever. And he owns a deli. So you know he makes good sandwiches. Exactly. You need somebody to make a good piece on this mission. <laughs> and Ro will be uh Rosina, someone who for reasons is important. And and they're going they're gonna be, you know, these marginalised groups. Mm-hmm. Let let the milestone comics was all about. You know, they're going to be made up of immigrants and queer people and groups like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which, as a straight white guy, you know, it's great for me to say. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that, that's the heart of what Milestone is. Aye, but, um, but, but, but this is important to it, so I'm not just throwing it in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, like, it, I it hate sounds using like this it, term, 
it sounds like, like it, using this term, aye. but it's not, and I, I despise this term, but it's not forced diversity. Aye, aye. It's actually very relevant. And don't exactly. wrong, the, 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 there is times where I feel like aye. comic books have put... Diversity is important, but I feel like there's been times where certain writers have have used that as a crutch to justify bad writing. Right, it's okay, like, yeah, aye. you can create a more diverse cast, but still write them as people, like, you know, which... This isn't that because it's actually central Aye. to the character. Aye. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds like I'm doing that, but that's just because I run out of time to do all my writing in. Yeah, no, it's fair. I get it. Aye. And so they're going to start, you know... First of all, they're going to start grassroots protests and ground-level things. Mm-hmm. They sort of act as their cover. They're going to go to their offices and start, you know, the, the unrest outside them and give them a chance to sneak in. Mm-hmm. Because what Statics figured out was that way is EMP stuff, which is electromagnetic stuff. It can fuck mm-hmm. with the shit that's most important to them. Ooh. Th- their computers okay. and their bank accounts. So maybe he has to fight his way through a lot of people to get to. Maybe only has to fight his way through a couple because they're only a small group, mind. Yeah, yeah. But once he gets to the top floor of these, you know, urban developers. Just when they realise that it's not just offices and lawyers and developers, it's a secret lab. <gasps> maybe a secret lab that develops something that maybe there's an element in the air that sets off a, a Virgil sense, a static sense. Maybe he starts getting goosebumps. Ooh. And he remembers what happened to him at Moses. And this is for the first time he pieces together what's actually happened to him. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to expose this, but he doesn't quite know how, so he goes in to do the job he was going to do in the first place, which is just trying electromagnetic out of their, out of their computers, out of their bank accounts, just to put the, the fear into the CEOs and all that. But when he gets any friends to do this, they go, OK, do it, and he does it, and he go, OK. What, what, what has it changed? Because he just clicked his fingers and it all comes back online. Oh. And you have a big superhero fight scene. And I was going to end it there, but that's not really right. That's not, you can't just end a film like that. Mm-hmm. So they've all fight it, they'll juke out, Static will get his ass kicked. Because he's, you know, he's still new to being a superhero. Yeah, yeah. The guy will be holding them out the window. And he'll say, aye, you won't be remembered for this. Nothing's going to happen to you. You know, no one will ever remember you. And he drops him. Oh. Now he's falling. You know, maybe you get a montage. He's like flashing before his eyes. But what happens to him? He gets caught in midair. Not just by one person or by two people, but by a couple of other people that were also present at the big banging in. Who had also been figuring out that they had been fucked with. Yep. And that once they'd heard, you know, lately, like, some people in the Spider-Man had realised exactly who he was as soon as these things started happening. Be careful, he's a hero. 
Yeah, exactly. Hi, exactly. So a superhero happening in your neighbourhood gets noticed. And they've lost this wee battle. But they can take them back, they can rebuild, they can train together in the next film and do it right. Cool. Green light. <laughs> yes. It's, right, it's really, really good. I have one minor issue with it and, I, and I'm going to ask yeah, you okay. this question. Okay. Did you have a plan for who the villain was or did you just run out of time? Or like, I like, ran out of time. Anything? That's fine. I uh, ran out of time. Then, yeah, it's a green light. That was yes. my only thing where I was like, I wish I'd heard more about who this big evil was and what he's done. I, 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 really, I wanted to do that, but I spent uh, more time trying to right. figure out why he was static rather than who he was fighting. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing. Aye. Um, you fixed my problem with recent static comics. All right. I mentioned this while you were away. Um, the recent static comics, they changed his origin to be like a Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, really? And I'm like, mm, well, that's cool and all. Like, I get why that's important. But I also think, like, when all his villains are, like, the street criminals, you know, what, what are you saying about the people that are at that protest when that happens, right? Aye. It's that's, like, think that's why, that's, that's why I wanted the villain to be you know, this, this big, super big evil who has yeah. pol- who has a polis in their pocket. Because, Which is a like, fact as well. Aye. Like, because to sit, like to to have him going around just sorting out, you know, the drug dealers and the pimps in his own yeah, neighborhood, yeah. Like, like the small time stuff is what a lot of people blame, you know, bad neighborhoods and slums and ghettos on. But it's not. When, yeah. it's, when it's totally not like, the core issue. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like what you did with it. Because um, I think that that's my big problem with recent static comics. Okay, aye. Um, is that they did that, and then it's like, yeah, but... Because I, I think you can have both. I think you can have them with busting criminals, and then, you know, which you did have, and then taking on this bigger aye. threat as well. Um, because obviously those gangsters that were part of it weren't good people, like, in aye. the actual original origin story. Aye. Um, but yeah, I really... Um, Really, really like that. And I can say I've got to get a green light, mate. Ah, yes. It's it's one of the easiest green lights I've ever written. That was such a... Yeah. Cool. Ever written, ever said. Oh, I'm writing it for later, by the way. It's one of the easiest <laughs> green lights I've ever given because you told an incredible story. Like, it oh, was... thank you. Dark. Yeah. It was... Very... What's the word I'm trying to think of? It was very relevant as well. Relevant to the current yes. times. And you like... You, you managed to hit the nail and on the head. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I, I gave the I gave the appearance of being relevant because obviously if this film was being made, I'm not the person to make it. No, no, no of course yeah. not. Because I, mean, I don't like, I don't know this inside out. I I, I would give it to like um, what's his name, uh, the guy that directed Black Panther thingy Coolidge, Ryan Coolidge, or something Aye. like that. You know what I mean? Obviously, it has to be made by a black director. Of course Aye. it does. Yeah. Um, but that mean we see, we can't sit here and talk about that because you know. I, I still oh, of course. Static. Of course. Yeah. Um, but should we move on to the last pitch then? Oh yeah, this is going to be one of the longest episodes we've ever done. Oh yeah, but it's fine. Yes. <laughs> so, what have you got for me, guys? Wait on me. You go first. You Jacob. know what you've got from me. Ah, oh, is it Howard the Duck? It is Howard the Duck. Oh fuck's sake! Okay, Harry. Sorry, I had to 
I had to turn my light on, but my headphone lead isn't actually long enough to do it while I've still got my headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> but fine. anyway, I was I was actually going to give you someone until I looked them up and realised that they had something coming out anyway. Mm-hmm. I was going to give you Submariner. Oh, I would love that. Which is a wee shame because you're getting Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Squirrel Girl's got a thing coming soon too. Squirrel Girl's coming fast. Oh. So I can do either of them. You can still choose that. I can work with either of them. I, I think... I think I would rather go with Squirrel Girl. I think Perfect. I'd rather go with Squirrel Girl. I'm going to time it when it changes. Squirrel Girl, no, Squirrel Girl's been cast. Um, but it's fine. I'll do Squirrel Girl series. Okay. Be back in four minutes. Oh yeah, I need to mute myself. I def- well, I fucked that. Myself. Oh, you're still here. Okay. Oh, he's gone. Is he gone? Is he gone? He gone? He must be gone. He must be gone. He must be gone. He must be gone. Surely. I am kind of hoping he will do a SpongeBob SquarePants. Sandy cheeks. Sandy cheeks, because yeah. that, that's the only school <laughs> I know of. Absolutely. I mean, for the uninitiated listeners, because, you know, us, who is Squirrel Girl? Uh, well, I think she's for Texas and she's got big teeth. <laughs> so she's from Texas and she's got big teeth. Let, let me, yes. Let me give it a Google. I'll tell you who she is. She is um, canonically stronger than Thanos. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. That's that's the only thing I know about her. I assume she has a big <laughs> tail. She. So I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. She yep. has a giant tail. There's also a little squirrel next to her that's also got a giant tail. That's nice. Um. So Here, here's some here's something fun about squirrels. Go on. Now, I'm I'm no interested in Fitbit, right? But my local Fitbit team, uh, the mascot is a squirrel. Oh. I say local. I say local. I don't actually live in the place where they play. They're just kind of the the biggest team near to me. That that aren't one of the big two teams in Scotland that people know about and ask you about every time you go somewhere and ask you about them and you're not interested. But the, the this other team have a squirrel as their mascot. And it used to be a squirrel called Nuts, a squirrel with a Z, because it was really cool. Aww. Um, but then Nuts, a squirrel, uh, died, probably in a horrible nut accident. And and uh, they, he was replaced with another squirrel called Captain Conkers. Oh! Who I just don't know if I can accept. After nuts. Okay, so I'm I'm just googling it, and uh, Squirrel Girl defeats Doctor Doom from Fantastic Four, who's the big villain of Do- Fantastic yep. Four. She also has defeated Deadpool. Yep. She also has defeated Wolverine. That's right. She also convinced. Galactus, who is the giant planet eater who noms on planets, she convinces Galactus not to destroy the Earth and nom on it by becoming his friend. 
<laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is nice, eh? So, that thing. I mean, I just realised that, you know, I looked up Submariner and seen there was a film coming out and went, oh, fuck, I better pick somebody else. I didn't actually look up the other person I picked. Oh. There was something to be... Oh, that, that seems like it's been cancelled. There was to be a thing that was... Oh, weird. everything's um, cancelled these days. Yeah, that. Did you like what I did there? I made I made fun of stupid people. <clears throat> but we are not stupid people. Presumably. I'm back. Hey. Ah! So, okay. who are you going for? Uh, squad girl. Yes. Yay! We were just talking about her. So. I have an idea, and I've written no notes because I'm going to do this all just off the top of my head. Oh, good. Best myself, Squirrel Girl. So, Squirrel Girl, a.k.a. <coughs> Doreen Green. She has a middle name, but I can't remember it. Um, I think it's Mean. <laughs> mean Doreen Green. Mean Green. Mean Doreen Green. So, we're going to see, we're going to see at the start, we're going to see a, a ten-year-old Doreen, um... And they don't, we don't explain her origins. We just see that she's able to communicate with squirrels and that they listen to her. Um, and her parents are like looking into this and like that. Oh, we just don't know what's wrong with her. And the doctor clearly is like looking at it and he just goes, I don't know, walks off. <laughs> <coughs> um, and then what we find out, then we see her, uh, we see a... Uh, a flash when we see, you know, her walking outside, playing with the squirrels, and her parents are just like, oh, why does she keep playing with those squirrels? Why why can she not get a real hobby and real friends? And, you know, Doreen's like, oh, but I like squirrels. You know what I mean? Like, look at them. That's smash, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I like squirrels too, personally. They're great. I mean, I, I can then them. We see, uh, we actually get, whether, if they can get, if they can get, uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. back, we'll see him without the face mask on. If not, we'll just get a good impersonator, okay? But we see Iron Man, like, down and out. Um, and he's clearly something... Clearly, he's, uh, he's, he's looking like he's about to lose some fight to, like, I don't know, Crimson Dynamo or some Iron Man villain. And uh, Doreen's panicking, and she's like, Squirrel! Monkey Joe! And he, like, climbs into the suit and starts nibbling away at it. And the other guy, the guy with the evil <laughs> Iron Man suit, who's only there for five minutes, his suit malfunctions, and Iron Man managed to use his repulsive blast and win. Glenn, I forgot to mention that one of Squirrel Girl's squirrels is called Monkey Joe. Yeah, it's called Monkey Joe. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, Iron Man gets up and he kind of, as he did in the comics, kind of goes, you know, uh, I don't think, uh, he goes, I don't, um... Don't think you're ready to join the Avengers yet, but I'll put in a word for you and maybe in uh, maybe in, you know yeah, yeah, about fifteen years time. Yeah, well do you ten ah ten years time. Okay. And then we flash forward to fifteen years later. We see twenty five year old Doreen. She's um things haven't quite well, you know, she's got her squirrel powers. And we see her try to do the kinda of, try to be like a hero, but we see like her in like a squirrel girl outfit asleep. 
like you see the full outfit and she's you know she's sleeping in it and then she wakes up and she's like oh shit I'm late for work then we see her like, rushing away trying to get ready for work and we see her working at <coughs> generic coffee shop 37 not that is not Starbucks because they are not sponsoring this podcast I've been there we just see her we just see her working at this coffee shop and we see her boss is giving her a hard time the boss and we Aww. see that she's it's a really busy day and she's like she's kind of looking around and she's like oh what can I do what can I do um, and we see her like you know we see that what her secret is how she gets all the customers said quickly she gets the squirrels to help her so we see the squirrels oh, like yes. in the back like making coffee like grinding the beans and green light sitting there yeah and you see all the, you just see this, all these squirrels like when nobody's looking as soon as the boss is away they're helping out and nobody knows this and she's like so oh, like okay. ratatouille yeah kind of like ratatouille but with squirrels like squirrel coffee and multiple squirrels all helping her and you know they, and they're not operating her she's just telling them what to do like and ratatouille he operates the guy whereas the squirrels are just doing their wee bit um, and we see that and we kind of see oh okay cool the squirrels are doing their bit and we see her trying to do like the part time hero thing and we see her like trying to like, like these like big kind of like hyper dimensional threats are coming along, and she's like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I can, if I'm ready for that. And you see, and then like, and then you see her walking down the street, and she sees like she's like a, a shop getting robbed, and she's like, mm, I don't think I have to aim smaller. And then she sees like, uh, and then you see like an old lady, you see an old lady like waiting, um, at the traffic, and she's like, that's mine. She walks Aww. up and she the across the street. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, and you and you just see this sort of current theme that she's like she's clearly just like very anxious and not ready to you know get involved in any of these like actual crimes. She's just you know helping old ladies cross the street. But see, basically everything that that the Spider Man had to do in uh, Homecoming, the other like med- menial task that he was given. She's choosing to do all those, right? <laughs> yes. And she's like, and, and she's seeing new crimes and walking away, and like, oh, you know, my my powers aren't cut out for that. And you see, and you see her like at the end of the day, you see her going and feeding all the squirrels, and she's like, here you go, Monkey Joe, and whoever else. Oh, Monkey Joe. And she's she's feeding them all. Um, and I mean this continues through that, and then she meets a. Uh, she meets a guy. Who is. Uh, Who's who's kind of you know she's she's obviously been in a bad time in her love life and she's stuck in a dead end job. And she meets this guy in the coffee shop and he kind of says, and he kind of in the first person in a long time that I actually remembered their name. He goes, "Oh, you're Doreen, right?" And she's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Oh," he goes, "You know, I, I hope you don't mind. I've, I've been here a couple of times and I, and, she's, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've I've noticed you." And he's like, "I've noticed you." Oh. Ooh. And then you know they're like, oh, they get, they get together. They go and then we go into the kind of the rom com portion of the of this movie, and we see them going on a date, and they're like going out, and then he's like, oh, you know, um, and, kind of t- and we find out this guy's just like, oh, you know, uh, um, I work, uh, I work for an IT company, and she's like, oh, that's really interesting, and he's like, um, so what do you want to do? You know, is he, are you just happen wanting to stay in the coffee shop? And she's like. Oh, I do like to open my own animal sanctuary. It's like, oh, that'd be Aww. great, you know. Yeah. And he kind of goes, and she kind of goes, um, what are your hobbies? And I mean, and it's all going well, and then eventually they end up back at this guy. We'll call him Aaron, right? They end up back at his place. And, you know, they, they have... A, we don't see it, they have a very passionate night of lovemaking. And the next morning, Doreen wakes up a bit early, 
tries to find the toilet and she opens this like cupboard door and she sees something that's very odd. I don't know if I want to listen to this. She found the red. She found the red room. <laughs> she. This guy has like shrines to like all the heroes. Like, Ooh. and we we, we 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 and we see like um and we see like we see what like, what photo clippings of like Iron Man, like and he's in the background like giving a thumbs up, and yeah. we see what, we see what Spider Man just defeated the Rhino or whatever, and he's in the background waving. And he's like, uh, and he's like, he's clearly like taking the headlines, and there's like a big picture of himself in the middle, though. And he's like, uh, and he's just like, uh, my, and it's like, and then like Aaron walks up and he goes, oh, you saw that? He goes, uh, he goes, this, you know, he goes, you know, Squirrel Girl. He goes, I'm something of a superhero myself. <laughs> look at all the, look at all the things, look at all these events I was at. And she can go. Wait, wait, does he say, wait, Squirrel Girl? Yeah, he goes a squirrel girl. Oh. oh. And he's like, and she's like, oh, okay. And she's about, this is fucking weird. And he goes, you know, he goes, I'm, I'm just waiting on your big day, and then you, you'll get a spot in there eventually. And she's like, right, okay. Obviously, he's really into superheroes. And then he just starts to talk as if he was there for all. He goes, you know, Spider-Man, you know, asked, he goes, I could help you become a great hero. There's me and Spider-Man, and it's clearly him all the way in the background. Do you know what I mean? You, you can literally maybe just see his thumb as he's giving a thumbs up. And it's then we and she's like, all right, okay, maybe maybe we'll, we'll talk, maybe I'll call you, and she kind of gets out the uh, dodge. Um, I'm uncomfortable now. And this guy just kind of sits down and he's like, "Damn it, I, I, I can't believe like you know I, I finally met a new life superhero and I blew it." And this guy just kind of sits there and he kind of goes, "How can I get her attention?" Oh no, mm. no. And we see him like, uh, we see him take like a hair off the table, and he goes, and he, you see him running away, and he's like, uh, he's going to, he's got, and then you see him meeting with generic evil scientists, and he's like, uh, I want you to run this DNA and try and replicate the effects of it, and they, they start running the DNA, and he goes. And he's like, right, give me the, give me the interject. He goes, oh, he goes, he goes, we can't. I mean, he goes, we've not been able to, you know, control the squirrels yet. And he goes, it's fine, just give, give me it, give me it. And then they can, he just grabs this, like, grabs the syringe off him and he injects himself. And they go, we tried to tell you. We've not got it working the squirrels yet. And you see him, he's, he kind of, head goes down. And he gets, like, the buck teeth, but then he gets, like, a bit fatter. And he steps up and he goes... He goes, well, if she's Squirrel Girl, girl and you see him like, hold a hand out, and you see from this come like on, come test on, come tube, on, come on, come on, come on. just this this big capybara just walks out. <laughs> yes. He goes, I will be the mass capybara. And then you see this guy just like riding on his capybara, just um, you know, like just riding on a capybara with like a couple beside him. You know, they're quite big, so you know he could, if he's a small man, maybe. Or he has like a few of them and he's like holding them in a lead. Like pulling his carriage. And you see him like and you see him committing like minor crimes. Like uh, you see like him like like knocking like a, an ice cream out of a kid's hand. You see him like tripping up old ladies in the street. And he's like and, he, and then he, he's just walking around around you and he's just and his evil laugh just gets more and more intense as he goes. He's just like <laughs> And then he's like uh, <laughs> like 
He's trying to like find a megaphone. He tries to like grab a megaphone off a local politician. The guy just shoves him away. And he's like, mm, right, fine. Um, what can I do? Uh, anyway, he, and he's looking around and he's... Uh, and instead, because he can't get this megaphone, you see him go to the shop and he's like, right, I need a megaphone. And he's like, oh, that'll be how much? And he's like, ah, I'm just going to take it. He's like, he's like, no, you can't just take it. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, yes, I can. He's like, no, you can't. And he's like, you're right. Sorry, I forgot we're in Canada. How much is it? Yeah. And he, he just apologises because, in case you didn't know, she is a Canadian superhero. And he's like, he's apologising. Nice. He pays for his megaphone, rings out, and he's like, Shh. he's like, and he's like, uh, Squirrel Garo. He goes, if you want to stop marrying a terror, you must face me directly. And we see Doreen back at her house and she's like, oh no, what can I do? What can I do? Like, um, how am I going to defeat the mass capybara? Who is the mass capybara? Then we remember back to, then we get that flashback back to Tony Stark. And she remembers it very differently. She remembers him saying that he, she's going to be an Avenger someday. And she gets that like, moment of courage, goes out there and is like, okay. Um, and what, you think we're going to get this big superhero fight and she just downs him in one punch. And then unmask him, and he's like, no, I'm a... Oh, pardon me, sorry. I'll continue in a second. The suspense. And he goes, no, I'm a hero, I'm a hero. I was just trying to make... He goes, goes, Doreen, my goal was just to make you a better hero. Now you can be who you're always meant to be. And then the final shot is going to be like the Avengers fighting Galactus, and they're all down and out. And just for that, like, end joke... Because the big joke of... of, uh, Squirrel Girl has always been that she just defeats overpowered enemies. They're all down and out, and then just like a gang of squirrels just jumping Galactus. Just, they're all eating nuts, and we find out Galactus is an allergen he has to retreat. Uh-huh. And wow. that's the final joke of the film. Because that's the joke's always been that she just defeats overpowered enemies. Yeah. Thoughts? Can I go first? Yeah, please. please. I have a stipulation for you. I need a question. Yeah, sure. Is this going to be like a Disney Pixar film? Well, that Marvel own, like yeah, Disney own Marvel. Well, I did picture. I mean, I pitched it as a live action movie, but I think it could probably work as an animated movie. The only reason I'm saying it better as an animated movie. Pardon me. The only reason I'm saying it is you have just pitched the next Big Hero Six. How? It's whimsical. It's wonderful. I love it. I want to watch it. Well, Big Hero Six has a Marvel property. Yeah, I know it is. So it could be, yeah. So it could be, yeah, yeah, sure. So if you're pitching it as that, that's what you've just pitched. You've pitched the next Big Hero 6. You've pitched the next kid-friendly superhero film that adults can unironically yeah. actually well, that, that's enjoy that's what it. I was going for. I mean, it could you could do it animated if you want. I, put, I pictured that as live action, but you can make it animated. You know, it, it doesn't I change I think if you much. animate it, it'll also be easier to get Tony Stark in. That's true. Yeah, good point. Maybe. Yeah, so I guess we can go animated with it. That's, that's how I, I viewed it. I'm greenlighting that. That's fantastic. It is it is a kid-friendly, fun superhero film that I actually would want to watch, and it doesn't contribute to my absolute tiredness of superhero films right now. I'm exhausted with them. There's too many. It's over now, please. But no, something like this I'd watch. Also, we were actually talking about it, how Squirrel Girl defeated Galactus. Yeah. She became his friend. Yep. Aye. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I want so, that yeah. actual defeat quickly, though, and it's, it's going to be that he's getting so, an allergy. And all the green light for me, though. Green light for me. Therefore, uh, we have to disqualify you for 
clearly not deafening yourself while we were talking. It was only for a second. But it's, it's still worth a disqualification, surely. I came back late anyway, so... No, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I like that as well. It does, it sounds fun. Squirrel Girl was great, and... The only thing that puts me off is that I don't want to see her taken advantage of like that by the Master Capybara. That's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. So, as long as he dies a horrible, painful death... Oh, no, he's, he's Canadian, so he gets arrested, and then he has to apologise to everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then, because he has to go and apologise to everyone personally, he, he dies of exposure during the long, cold winter. Well, I, I, I imagine Galactus probably kills some people at the end, so, you know, before he's defeated by his nutology. Yeah, as long as he dies. As long as we yeah, send okay. a message that if, that if you do like the squirrel girl, you die. Oh, you can make yeah. it as a funny little sight gag where all the Avengers are down and you know you know what's coming that Squirrel Girl's going to save the Avengers. Yeah, that's in the movie. And then it just pauses like, but it pauses and it's like, don't worry, the Masked Capybara is here. And then Galactus just turns a laser beam shoots yeah. out of his <laughs> eye and then yeah. he disappears. Or like, you know how there's, how there's always that scene where like a superhero saves someone, you know, from a fire or from a crashing bit of building or planet sometimes. You know how they swoop in and carry them out? But they could swoop in, carry out the innocent person, and then go and put the masked capybara back <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that, that's fun. I would like to see that. I'm in. Green light. So, well, six Jake, green do you have a decision to make? Why? Oh, wait, no, you've got two green lights as well. Six green uh, lights. <laughs> Um, okay, since we're all being this. so wholesome and loving, before mm. you say it, can we all win this week? No. Oh. Someone has to win. <laughs> what about you, Harry? Do you, do uh, you agree there has to be a winner? Ah, uh, probably, aye. Yeah. I'm going to say this, Jacob. As much as yours was a good deconstruction, it was still a bad film, so I'm going to DQ yours first. So I would go for Harry on that basis, if I was voting. Um, if it was between two, yeah, I would vote for Harry in that for that reason because I felt like his was perfect for what he had. Whereas you took something and got something good out of it by being terrible, he gave us something that's actually good. So on that basis, I would go for Harry out of the two of you. Um, but I want to hear what you guys think. Uh would this happened last time? I out, out of the two of them would actually pick the the Doc Savage versus Evil Lagatha. Fair. What was her name? Um, uh, the Dark Empress. Eva yeah, the Empress Eva Agatha, because she's got a better song. Um, the, the reason I would go with that is because I think that's not trying to to be a couple of different things at the same time. Because like, fair. The Squirrel Girl film, like you know, it could be like um, Zootopia, where. Officer yeah. Hops gets taken advantage of and kind of beat down yeah. and not taken seriously and all that. Good movie. But, but not by a weird sexual creep. Yeah. I, 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 I just think that's too strange a horrible thing to put in that film in that situation. Whereas Doc You can Savage... tone it down a bit, obviously, but I think, like, well, no, you think about Sinestro. He was upset. He wanted to be a hero. Not Sinestro. Uh, Syndrome. 
I mean, I've already, I've already voted for. I've already voted. That's fine. Staying at the next one. So Jacob, you 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 voting for Harry and me? Genuinely, your one, Rody, is the one I'd most want to see. But it's a fucking issue, isn't it? Are we getting the dice out? Are we getting the dice out? Let's all just roll a d20 and you have to shot it, okay? Because we all gave good pictures this week, so let's not feel bad. Okay. Right, you have to screenshot it, so it has to be... I'm doing it from Google, so you know. Right. Um, I'm using an actual dice because I like dice. Two seconds, where the fuck is it? Yeah, well, I tr- you know what, I, I trust you enough, it's fine, Harry. Okay, I got a 13. I haven't rolled yet. Yeah, take it, and sc- take it then. I got a 13. Okay, I got... <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to screenshot this. Yeah. Jacob's only got a 20, hasn't he? No, I didn't get a 20. What did you get? He, I got a 90. Oh shit, okay, so Jacob's only won. <laughs> Hi, well, 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 Jacob, you're not going to believe less, but I got <laughs> a 5! A 5! <laughs> So Jacob wins this week. Ooh, I win! Oh. Congratulations. I can't believe we're getting another Doc Savage Man of Bronze film. I mean, you know what? Like, it, it's whatever. They were all good this week. So yeah, without sounding cheesy, we're all the winners this week. We all actually had some bloody good ideas. Um, but let's get yeah. it paused, because this has gone on for almost an hour and a half, so hurry up. Oh, <laughs> Jacob, you're up first. I was going to say, as the winner, Scott, you can go first. You're the winner okay, in my right. book. Okay, right, so, um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash parsath and underscore at the end. Find me on Facebook, parsath at underscore. Twitter's the same, parsath with the underscore. Harry? Yes, when I'm not here, I play bass in a band called On All, that's A-W-N-A-W. We're on the Facebook, uh, we have a music video on the YouTube, we have an EP on the Spotify. It's all uh, very good. Oh, thanks, go listen to it. Jacob, tell us about your band and your radio show and what you're doing, your beard. Beard. My band is Inquire Within. We are releasing an album on the 30th of September. Also, I just want to quickly say, by the time this show comes out, on the day this show comes out, which is obviously the day we're recording it, yep. I'm actually getting married. Oh. Yep. I've just done the maths. I'm getting married. So that's can't happening. Believe we did a live recording from Jacob's wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I can't believe you only proposed to me a minute before the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jacob, do you take this woman? <laughs> Always, always, Glenn. <laughs> uh, Mesha, I'm sorry, I was, I, I was, try, I was rooting for you, but I mean, apparently, Jacob was crying. Well, it's, it's how, the beard. how many green lights does Becca have on this podcast? Good point. Yeah, good point. But um, yes. I also do a radio show on Hard Rock Hill Radio every Thursday at 11 p.m. GMT. Yeah. It's nice. actually GST. We're out ahead of GMT right now. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, we are. Um, we don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I made that mistake for months. Anyway, uh, that was the failed pilots, uh, and we are all fucking amazing. Goodbye. Oh yeah, Yay. we are. I still wish he would have picked Matarita, lad. No one else does. <laughs>